Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome back to the Clackamas Print Podcast. Today is Wednesday the 3rd, and I have two very special guests with me today. Both are members of the Clackamas Print, and both have uh, first-person experiences with the current protests. Um, With me is... Hi. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Villa-Gomez. I am the editor-in-chief for the Clackamas Print. And to my left... Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Victoria Drews, and I do copy editing and a lot of different things for the Clackamas Print. So you guys were at the protest yesterday, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there since Monday. Uh, all right. And those are all happening downtown Portland. Yeah. Um, most specifically, they're happening around Pioneer and Courthouse Square. Yeah. Uh, the numbers have been growing every single day, and uh, we're actually going to be heading there tonight to do more coverage. And it seems to be steadily growing into, I think, well over ten thousand people as of last night. That's amazing. Yeah, I think those were the. I think ten thousand was the unofficial number from this morning. All right, and uh, you know, lots of interesting stuff going on down there. So, I mean, what's the first thing that pops into your mind that happened at these protests? Peace. Literally the whole thing. I was there from uh, 9 a.m. because I had some unconfirmed reports that there was going to be protesting starting potentially at like 5 a.m. yesterday. And um, I was there when the protest actually finally started at 5.30 p.m. in Pioneer Courthouse Square. And there was absolutely nothing but peace from the time the march started at 5.30 until um, I was able to leave the march right before the tear gassing started, uh, probably around 9.30, right, John? Yes. Yeah, uh, from the moment that I got there, um, since I had been doing coverage there the night before, I decided to kind of sleep in. So I got there at the unannounced or unofficial uh, time, which was around 6 o'clock in the afternoon when they started doing the protests. Uh, and that's around that time is when they had a lot of people, a couple thousand, lined up at Pioneer Courthouse Square. And shortly after that, uh, the second um, bigger group that had been there earlier joined us, and our size is just quadrupled. And... Uh, there was no way to walk anywhere around the Pioneer Courthouse Square. All the streets were just flooded with people, just all peacefully, all chanting, just wanting to make some change. Kneeling or sitting in the street. Yeah. All right. And it lasted, you said, from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. just about? <clears throat> I was there from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Oh, okay. The protest itself, it was set, um, all the stuff on social media said 6 p.m., but the march actually started when three police officers entered Pioneer Courthouse Square um, on the side of the courthouse, and they were standing observing the speakers and um, everybody that had gathered prior to the march. And that's when um, everybody decided to get up and go over to where those police officers were. And they immediately, as the crowd um, descended upon them, we did not uh, impact their personal space. We just got near them, held up signs. Um, We were civil and quiet and we were simply demonstrating and they strapped on gas masks. And that is when we started marching at about 5.30 p.m. last night. All right. And did you have something to say on this? Yeah, so the protest ended up lasting up until almost 1 a.m. At that point, cops were going up and down the streets, uh, many armed with riot gear. And I think it was roughly around 12.45 when uh, the Portland Police Bureau started tweeting out uh, that anyone found protesting in the downtown area will be subject to arrest. Uh, So that was pretty much really late into the night, like I said, almost till 1 a.m. I ended up leaving around 12.30 and um, as I was making my way out of the city, uh, cops were just going up and down, throwing uh, flashbangs and tear gas at protesters that were starting to throw projectiles at them. 
um, as I was leaving, I think it was over on, I want to say, 2nd and Morrison, um, there had been some protesters that, or some people that were just um, outside of the whole protest zone, but some people went out and uh, lit a garbage can on fire. So that whole area was just swarmed with cops. And uh, getting out of the city was pretty hard at that time because they were starting to lock down. So I want to, I just want to add a little bit more to what John said, um, is the fact that not only were police arresting people that were protesting and were rioting, and please make the distinction between protesting and rioting, the protesters were completely peaceful and a small handful of rioters screwed up the whole operation for everybody. But not only were they arresting the protesters and the rioters, but they were uh, reportedly pulling people out of cars into the street if they were suspected of being protested. They were tagging cars for later identification if they were to get somewhere else in the city out of the downtown area. And um, what was that last thing that we were just talking about? The garbage fire. The garbage fire. Literal garbage fire. It wasn't I don't know. You look at other cities where they have complete buildings being burned down. This yeah. is just a small little I feel can, like garbage can. Garbage can in the corner and honestly nothing like what's being like, you know, shown in other states uh, no. with massive fires. This was honestly not even a big deal. Honestly, uh, I don't see why they had to use over 50 cops in that block just to surround a little yeah. garbage fire. It wasn't doing any damage. It was all contained. It wasn't spreading. Um, I suppose maybe they thought like somebody would start spreading it themselves. Potentially. Yeah. Um, now you guys have been down there since Monday. You said, how, do you think there's change going on? Do you think what you, what's happening is affecting, uh, you know, the police department and, uh, the government? I actually do think that there is change. Um, there has been other, um, in Minneapolis, the school district mm -hmm. has, uh, dropped their contract with the, uh, was it state police or local police? Uh, I think it was state police. State police. I can go. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Uh, so there has been change that has been happening around the states. Um, things are slowly starting to change here in Portland, but I think we still have uh, quite a, you know, ways to go. I want to say I really do think this is going to get worse before it gets better. Yes. Um, police are literally losing it, and there are super heinous crimes being committed against innocent people for in the in the name of uh, maintaining control when these people are maintaining control themselves and it is uh city police it says minneapolis public schools voted to end its contract with city's police wow um but nevertheless it, it is an acting change and i think the fact that our numbers are almost doubling every single day. The unofficial numbers, like we said earlier, were like 10,000 this morning. And previous numbers I'd seen were somewhere in the vein of like five to seven. And then before that, it was, you know, a few hundred. But um, these protests are just exponentially growing. And not only are they in all 50 states, including Alaska and Hawaii, but they have spread across the world. The entire world is collectively upset. This isn't about Portland police. This isn't about DC police. This is about police as a uh, policing as a job and po the police that are in power at this point in time. All right. And we were discussing this earlier. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw the anonymous video. I actually have not. No, this was um, completely new to me until it was mentioned to me yesterday uh, before I went to the protest. So basically in the video, they're saying like, you know what? Uh, what a bunch of people have been saying that the, especially they brought up the Minneapolis police, that there was corruption, there was yeah. uh, all that stuff, and uh, 
I'm sure as a lot of people know, Anonymous as the group has been basically hidden for six years. So it was, ba- it was a big thing when they came yeah. out. And then uh, minutes after that video was posted, the Minneapolis police website went down. They took it, the whole thing down, basically. Really? And um, they're saying that, like, you know, they're coming out uh, and they're going to, you know, reveal what they said the Minneapolis Police Department's dirty laundry. So you guys have any comments on that? Um, if it's there, it's there. And the, the whole point of this movement is to uplift minority communities that have been disproportionately affected by these people but at the end of the day this movement isn't about please bear with me when i say this this movement isn't about police this movement isn't about it is all this movement is it it is a civil rights movement for minority groups but it is directly impacted by the military police and the actual military that we have now coming into our country or into our states because the leader of our country is advocating for um, express and implicit violence against peaceful protesters asking for change. All right. And you haven't spoken up in a while, Jonathan, you have something to say on this? I mean, like everything that Anonymous is doing, you know, like you said, they've been kind of in the shadows for quite some time. And just this last week, they've started to uh, release a lot of uh, documents and just things that are, you know, being leaked just because, you know, these things have been hidden for far too long and they need yeah. to kind of kickstart all of this change. Um, and, you know, most people just want to know the truth and uh, get justice for everything that's happening around the country because yeah. there are far too many minorities that are just being killed off and nothing is being done about it. The cops mm-hmm. aren't being held to anything. They just walk home as if nothing happened. And yeah. that's something that we cannot have in this country. And we need to make, you know, we need to change this. And that's why thousands and probably even millions now around the world, you know, in Spain, New Zealand, um, they're all marching for the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, we got to stand up for everything and for everyone that's being oppressed. Yeah. All right. And uh, I mean, like you guys said, this is spreading across the world. I was shown an image not too long ago by Jonathan about uh, uh, of um, Germany, I believe it was, England. Yeah. Poland, some other places that uh, they're basically outside, you know, their government buildings. And uh, the numbers are very, uh, very large. It was uh, the all the protests are how they grow every day is surprising to all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you guys have any expectations for tonight about what's going to happen? You think it's going to be the same? You think it's going to get worse? You think it's going to get better? I think we are... I think that Portland will remain just as peaceful as they did yesterday because that's that's the name of the game. We've had, I think tonight's now night five, really, of six. the Portland, or five or six of the Portland protests. That means, um, yes, there has been violence. There have been rioters in these protests. But the overall tone of everybody that is participating is peaceful. That is our mission. And we are going to stick to our mission, unlike the authorities in this country. All right. And... Personally, I haven't been to any of the protests. For anybody who is listening, of my five loyal listeners, love you guys. Um, do you have any suggestions about how they can get involved with it if they want to? Yeah, so uh, the number one way to kind of get into it is just uh, be aware on social media. There are hundreds, thousands of people uh, posting updates, uh, whether that be on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. 
Uh, Twitter is probably where I get most of my information. Um, it's important if you do want to partake and you are in the Portland area, uh, follow the Portland Police Bureau. They have updates on everything that is happening. Uh, and if you don't know where to start, um, just go to the Pioneer Courthouse Square um, most evenings. That's where thousands will be showing up. So if you do want to partake, just remember to be safe. Um, all of us are here to make a change. We're all here to be peaceful. Uh, stay safe. Wear masks. We're just a reminder. We're still in the middle of this whole COVID nineteen crisis. Yeah, uh, it's important to protect yourself, especially if you are being surrounded by thousands of people. Um. All right, that's perfect. And do you have anything last to add, you guys? Yeah. Um. For sure. I was just gonna stick in there that um, like basically from the bottom up, like wear the comfiest shoes you own. Um, and a pair of really good thick socks because your feet are going to be, and this sounds disgusting, but your feet are going to be getting wet with sweat and whatnot because it is, like, at least yesterday, it was almost 78 degrees when we started marching in peak heat and the sun was blaring down on us. So your feet are going to be getting wet. Um, I have some very horrible blisters on my feet because I did not wear the right socks. Um, do not wear, I, I personally recommend that you wear like jean material on your legs because uh, I don't know if you guys know, but flash bangs not only go flash and bang, but they have shrapnel inside of them. And if you are wearing leggings, um, if they don't offer as much protection as jeans. Uh, it's also been recommended that you wear um, solid colors and please, again, wear masks, as John mentioned, because we are in the middle of all this pandemic. Um, but uh, like uh, yesterday, I was color coordinated. I happened to be uh, wearing a black face mask. I had a black long sleeve on. I had black pants on. I had black shoes on. Um, and if Just you have... Huh? Yeah, blending blending into the crowd because that's 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 I'm not there to stand out. I'm not there to call attention to myself. I'm there to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. But um, if you have long hair, tie up your hair because it will be getting messy. It's something that people can grab onto. Um, It is a huge liability. And if you were to get a chunk of hair ripped out, that really freaking hurts. So um, I personally, I never put rubber bands in my hair. I rubber banded my hair to my head yesterday. some people, we've been really fortunate to not have like rubber bullets or beanbag rounds here in Portland, at least that I am aware of at this point in time. I haven't seen anything on social media, but those things, even though they are quote non-lethal, which is a whole other discussion, um, they have beanbag rounds can still crack skulls, rubber bullets can still take out eyes. So also uh, we brought like uh, face go- um, uh, goggles because again, like people were tear gassed last night while they were either reporting or protesting or just trying to get out of the city because they shut down all the bus lines in downtown Portland. So people were effectively stuck in that area. And like John, again, like John said, follow um, Portland Police Bureau on Twitter. I know that a lot of people are not talking about the protests on Twitter. Um, there, a lot of people are talking about posting about them on Instagram because. Um, you can DM each other, and it's very easy to see where this information is going. Yeah. Um, and there are a couple of other choice organizations that you can follow, um, that, the, depending on where you are in your city. Specifically, we're in PDX, so there are some PDX-specific, protest-specific um, accounts that I've been following that are updating and reminding people that these are peaceful protests. All right. So just take care of yourself and make sure you bring a reusable water bottle, even though people are handing out um, free water and snacks and things, make sure you try and bring your own reusable bottles. So we're not creating a bunch of trash and causing a larger problem than, um, we're the one we're trying to solve, you know? And like I said, last time, you guys, if you don't 
if you're not interested in joining in the protest, but you still want to help out in some way, there are multiple organizations you can donate to. Um, I can't remember them off the top of my head, but uh, you can always look them up. There's even if it's just five dollars, I think that everything for that helps. Um, there's also YouTube videos. I don't know if you saw this. I posted this on my Instagram yesterday, actually, um, late yesterday. So it's still on my Instagram story. There are um, different videos that if you watch them, YouTube will specifically donate money for every time the video is watched. So I don't. I mean, I don't care. People are advocating that you uh, just leave it on your laptop. You can freaking mute it for all we care. Um, and we obviously recommend you listen to the video at least once or twice, but you can literally just mute the video and leave it playing on repeat uh, in your house all day. And that will that will be raising money for these organizations. You can help spread safety information if you cannot be there. Um, to be there, a part of the physical protest. We still see you, we still hear you, and we love you. And um, you're supporting us just as much as we're supporting you, you know? That's perfect. Well, we'll thank you guys for joining us for this podcast. We're coming up on the end here. Um, any last little words you'd guys like to add in for uh, people out there? You know, this is probably going to be the last podcast, sadly, for the summer until fall rolls around. Um, so just words of wisdom from uh, some seniors on the print. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, just stay safe. Yeah. Think ahead. Um, it's important because yeah. things can just turn upside down just in a matter of seconds. Know your escape routes. <laughs> always be planning. Sure. Always have a vision of where you're going to go in case, any, in case you have to leave there in an emergency. Don't go alone. Never go alone. Always bring a partner with you. Um, there are a lot of people there that um, are willing to take you in. Yes. Uh, but it's always recommended to just go with someone that you know, someone that you trust. And in case anything happens, make sure that you have an escape plan. And, uh, you know, reach out to your friends. Um, yeah. If you ever do need a ride out of the city, just get in contact because a lot of people are uh, offering rides um, in or out of the city in case anything happens. So just like I said, be smart, think ahead and, you know, get ready. All right. Last thing, well, last thing I wanted to put in here. These are absolutely not anti-police protests. I want to make a point to say that um, any ACAB. I don't know if you guys um, out there know. I've been seeing those tagging. Yeah. So there, people are tagging ACAB. They're chanting ACAB. It stands for All Cops Are Bastards. Um, That is being actively discouraged from the BIPOC community and the BIPOC leaders at these protests. they, they don't want to hear it. It's counterintuitive to our mission. It creates hostility. And um, we are, tr- they, the actual protesters are trying to shut these instigators down as soon as possible. These, this isn't our time to be angry at police. This is our time to be angry for and with our BIPOC brothers and sisters. All right. Well, thank you guys once again for coming out here today. Uh, I'm sure all of you listening have enjoyed uh, the podcast that we've been posting, and you'll be able to hear more in the fall. Uh, if you want to contact me anytime, you can use my email, jakethehost at gmail.com. Uh, when fall term rolls around, we'll be happy to be bringing up your discussions. And if you are interested in joining the Clackamas Print, registration for the fall term opens at the end of June. We'd love to have any of you here. Thank you.